Welcome to Law X.0, a Bloomberg Law podcast dedicated to seeing around corners and preparing you for the next version of the legal industry. When you were in law school, did you ever want to file a lawsuit or maybe take on a major corporation? Did you think you could change the world? Well, Max Schrems did just that. As a law student, Schrems took on a very major corporation, Facebook. The issue was privacy rights, and even though the case isn't over, he has already changed the privacy landscape forever. I'm Dory Goldstein. And I'm Bob Combs. And today we're talking about that 2013 lawsuit and explaining why U.S. lawyers need to pay attention right now. That's right. This isn't just a story about a plucky Austrian <laughs> law student. It's also about the European right to privacy, U.S. surveillance, and a series of legal developments that have implications for U.S. lawyers in 2020 and beyond. And that's why it's the second episode in our series highlighting topics from our Bloomberg Law 2020 project. The project focuses on trends and themes that the Bloomberg Law Analysis Team will be watching closely in the coming year. And I, I don't want to spoil anything for anyone, but hmm. privacy and data security are going to be pretty big in 2020. Oh, of course, with CCPA, GDPR. Daily data breaches, social media privacy concerns. Privacy is a major headline for 2020. It is. And here to explain the Max Schrems saga and why it matters now is Mark Smith. Mark Smith is a legal analyst focusing on privacy and data security. He covers and writes about federal, state, and international privacy law developments, including the CCPA and the GDPR. Welcome, Mark. Thank you for having me. So, Mark, why did Max Schrems sue Facebook? What did he think that Facebook was doing that was so wrong? Actually, what he did was file a complaint with the Irish Data Protection Commissioner. He wanted the DPC to prohibit Facebook Ireland, which is the entity through which Facebook operates in Europe, from transferring his data to Facebook servers in the U.S. And what's the problem with Facebook U.S. getting data from Facebook Ireland? The short answer, in two words, is Edward Snowden. Oh. Yeah, Schrems' complaint was a direct result of Snowden's revelations about the NSA's PRISM surveillance program. Mm. Remember that back yeah. in 2014? Yeah, it was a big deal. Yeah, and that permits the NSA to target non-U.S. citizens for foreign intelligence purposes. Schrems claimed that Facebook was forwarding user data to the NSA, and as a result, he claimed that his right to privacy, actually his right to the protection of personal data, which is enshrined in the EU's Charter of Fundamental Rights, was being implicated. So I know this challenge has to do with the safe harbor, and it threw that into question. What is the safe harbor, and what was Schrems' issue with it? Okay. Actually, your question should be, what was the safe harbor? Oh. Oh. It is no longer. It is no longer. Okay. Now, thanks to Max Schrems, I, I assume? Thanks to Max Schrems. Okay. Speaking about saving <laughs> the world or, or changing the world. Yeah, the safe harbor was a framework by which private companies could self-certify compliance with certain data protection principles. It exclusively governed the transfer of personal data from the U.S. to the EU or from the EU to the U.S. So that's uh, like a European user's Facebook profile where they've clicked and sending that from Facebook Ireland to Facebook U.S., correct, right? Correct. For marketing purposes or other purposes? For any any of the purposes any that of Facebook the purposes. wants to okay. use with your data. Yeah. Sure. And, and way back in the year 2000, the European Commission issued a decision saying that personal data could flow to companies who had agreed to comply with the safe harbor principles. And Facebook was one of those companies. Okay. 
Technically, Schrems didn't challenge the safe harbor itself. He was focused on the NSA surveillance part. But when the Irish Data Protection Commission rejected his challenge initially, in part it was because of the safe harbor decision issued by the European Commission back in 2000. And then Schrems took that case to the Irish High Court, which questioned whether the 2000 decision was still valid in light of the Snowden revelations. And the Irish court then referred to the question to the European Court of Justice, which invalidated the safe harbor in 2015. Okay, let's rewind one one little second here. Sure, sure. Oh, I want to make I want to make sure I understand this. So Schrems doesn't care how Facebook is justifying this. All he cares about is that the U.S. is getting his data. That, that U.S. intelligence has access to so, his data. Right. But the court, in looking at this question, said, "Hey, maybe this safe harbor isn't okay." Correct. And so now the safe harbor is dead. It is dead. Okay. Yes, it died in 2015 with that decision I mentioned. Okay. Uh, but the U.S. and the EU crafted a new and improved safe harbor that they call the Privacy Shield, and that happened in 2016. And with the old safe harbor invalidated, then did that mean that the that Facebook could then rely on the new Privacy Shield then, right? Well, actually, after the invalidation of the safe harbor, but before the Privacy Shield was finalized, Facebook asserted that it was relying on a different transfer mechanism known as Standard Contractual Clauses, or SCCs for short. And that's what this current Schrems challenge is all about. Okay, so, so wait a second. So a different transfer mechanism, so different from the safe harbor, different from the privacy shield. That's so great. how many transfer mechanisms are there? Well, I don't want to get too much into the weeds, but there are a number of them. There are a few ways to transfer personal data out of the EU. But for purposes of this podcast, I'd like to talk about the current challenge involving standard contractual clauses. So what do you mean by the current challenge, and what are these standard contractual clauses? I have so many questions. That's fine. Now, let's let's take your second question first. Okay, standard contractual clauses. Yeah, they are contractual provisions pre-approved by the European Commission that place specific obligations on data importers and exporters. And they also afford certain rights to the folks whose data is transferred under the contract. They're widely used by businesses in various sectors to cover transfers of data to jurisdictions outside the EU. But the important point here is that unlike the now defunct safe harbor and the new privacy shield, SCCs can be used in transfers across the globe. They're not limited to transfers from the EU to the US. Got that? Yes, I think so. So what about the current challenge? Okay, as for the current challenge, privacy geeks like me (laughs) refer to this judgment from 2015, the one that invalidated the safe harbor, as Schrems 1. This new challenge, which addresses standard contractual clauses, is called Schrems 2, and it's Uh currently before the European Court of Justice. Okay, so Schrems is now challenging these contractual clauses and seeking to invalidate those two. Well, no, well, actually, no. Okay. (laughs) In a a way, Schrems is agnostic to whatever mechanism is being used. He keeps harping on the government surveillance aspect, and he's only concerned with his data getting into the hands of law enforcement. Remember, this Hmm. isn't a class action. Okay. Okay. Um, But Schrems is challenging Facebook's reliance on SCCs. He's asking the Irish DPC to block Facebook's transfer of data because the SECs don't remedy the problems he sees with U.S. surveillance laws. 
He's not asking for the invalidation of, of SCCs altogether. Okay, so if Schrems isn't looking for them to be invalidated, then who does? Is there another plaintiff in Schrems too? Yeah, yeah, this is how it, it's sort of playing out. In the second challenge, the Irish DPC agreed with Schrems that U.S. surveillance law poses risks and that the U.S. doesn't provide sufficient remedies to EU data subjects like Schrems. So thinking that the SECs might need to be struck down altogether, the Irish DPC referred the matter to the Irish High Court, which essentially agreed with Schrems that SECs do not afford adequate protections in light of the U.S. surveillance regime and the lack of judicial redress. But given the impact of those conclusions, and to make a very long story short, the Irish court referred the matter to the European Court of Justice. And what did the European Court of Justice do? Well, they heard oral arguments in the matter last July, July 2019, and recently, on December 19th of 2019, the Advocate General issued an advisory opinion, which is not binding on the court, but it's, it's merely a recommendation. Okay, and the Advocate General's opinion, uh, what did it say? First, the good news for business is that it said that SCCs are valid data transfer tools. He determined that the adequacy of the U.S. legal regime, or any other country's regime for that matter, does not affect the validity of the clauses themselves. Rather, the validity of the SECs depends on the soundness of the safeguards provided by the clauses. Remember, SECs are used by companies worldwide. It doesn't make sense to invalidate them for transfers to India, for example, just because the court has issues with U.S. law. Okay, so that makes sense, but I, I heard you refer to the good news for business, and I feel like that means that there's some bad news, too. Well, bad sounds so judgmental, <laughs> don't you agree? A little bit. <laughs> Let, let's say that there's a but. Okay. Okay. So even if the clauses themselves are okay, which is what the AG was, was saying, the data exporters, you know, that's the companies in the EU, should take into consideration, quote, all of the circumstances characterizing each transfer, close quote. That was from the opinion. So that would include something like looking at the, the sensitivity of the data. Okay, so the AG is really recommending a case-by-case -case assessment. Precisely. Yeah, so it leaves me wondering, what's the point of having, quote-unquote, standard contractual clauses if you need to make a case-by-case -case assessment? How does that standardize anything? Mm. It's adding a layer of due diligence. And there's also a second but. Okay. Even if the clauses are okay, and even if the data exporter thinks everything is good based on an individual assessment, the Data Protection Authority in the EU member state has an obligation to intervene if it receives a complaint from a data subject and concludes that a given transfer does not afford adequate protection. Why is that a problem? Well, there's the potential for conflicting decisions from different member states. Let's say company A uses SCCs in one contract to transfer data from Sweden, and all of that is hunky-dory. But the same company uses SCCs in, in another contract to transfer data from Greece, and the Hellenic DPA finds problems. Okay, so while we're waiting for the court to rule, what should uh, U.S. attorneys learn from all this? If your company or your clients have used SCCs in various contracts, now's the time to take an inventory. You want to be ready to access those contracts and be ready to revise them, depending on how the ECJ rules. And even if the court rules that all's well and nothing's going to change, I wouldn't advise you to get too complacent. The European Commission has already announced that it's revising the SCCs, 
but it won't release the revisions until after the ECJ releases its judgment. So I think it's fair to say that your contracts will need updating one way or another. Thank you, Mark, for joining us and for explaining all of that. If listeners want to follow more of your work, where can they find you? My Twitter handle is at Smith underscore Cyberlaw. That's at Smith, S-M-I-T-H underscore Cyberlaw, C-Y-B-E-R-L-A-W. Or you can find me also on LinkedIn. I still can't believe that all of this started with a law student. (laughs) Okay, Dory, did you want to sue anyone when you were in law school? I wanted to sue everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Join us next week for the next episode in our Bloomberg Law 2020 series. If you want to read the rest of our predictions for 2020, visit pro.bloomberglaw.com slash Bloomberg dash law dash 2020. You can also follow us on Twitter. I'm at Dory underscore Goldstein. That's D-O-R-I underscore G-O-L-D-S-T-E-I-N. And I'm at Robert Combs, D.C. That's R-O-B-E-R-T-C-O-M-B-S, D.C. You've been listening to Law X.0 from Bloomberg Law. For more Bloomberg Law analysis, visit news.bloomberglaw.com slash Bloomberg dash law dash analysis. Find us wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there. I'm Amanda Icone, co-host of Talking Tax. Each week, we dig into the biggest tax and financial accounting challenges and opportunities from policy to on-the-ground realities. We bring you corporate leaders, accountants, and industry insiders. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts. For more, check us out on news.bloombergtax.com.